visions in your mind There was death in the fall of mankind But there was life and salvation's design And before there were days There were nights I could not see your face But the night couldn't keep me from grace When you came and you took my place
Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to stop. I want you to think about it for a minute. And now, bless the Lord. Bless him. Right now, bless him because he's good. Without music, we don't need a drummer. Oh, my Lord, bless him tonight. He's worthy. He's worthy. You don't have to have three bridges, two choruses, and 25 verses to bless God. You can bless him at any time. The Bible says that his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. Whew, I feel it tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome out. Welcome out to Worship and Word tonight. Y'all can be seated if you want to. If you want to make a lap, you can do that too. I don't mind. Praise God. It's going to be all right. If I could, I'm going to have a couple ushers come up. We're going to kind of do everything together here tonight. I'm going to get the announcements here. This, this Sunday service at 1030 and 1115, we are still having our Bring It to the Elders prayer meeting every Tuesday at 6 p.m. If you have a need, if you know someone that has a need, please bring them. Come pray with us, and we'll pray for them or you. Amen. Our Kids Quest starts back up Wednesday, February 2nd. Who's excited about that one? I got like three parents. Thank you, Jesus. Don't matter to me. They're in the back anyway. February is for families. Amen. Every Wednesday night in February. February is for families. Bring your family. Bring your extended family. Bring somebody else's family. Just bring somebody. Get them here. All right? God's good. Um, we are, I spoke with Sister Chandra before service. In Muncie, we have a, an, the annual walk a mile. The walk a mile in my shoes. If you are interested in doing that, um, we want to have some representation from our church. That's something that happens every year. It's something that we, I think we should be a part of. Um, I'd like for our outreach department to help sponsor, give some money towards this. And I'd like to have some Holy Ghost-filled people out there walking, showing that we care too. Amen. It's uh, February 19th. If you are interested, please see Sister Chandra on it. And I might just be out there freezing walking with y'all. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. If you will stand with me, we're going to pray the open our service and bless our offering. And Man, what is that? Whew. Can you feel that here tonight? Man, I can. I can feel it. If we allow God, I know, I know every time, I feel like every time I get up here, I say something about us allowing God. But do you know we stop God so often? So many things in our lives, and if we would just allow God to do what he wants to do tonight, you would be amazed what will happen in this place if we simply get out of the way and let God be God. Will you pray that with me tonight? If you look around also, Sister Augustine sent me a text earlier today. She said that she wasn't going to be able to make it. I see. I know Brother Rick, Sister Phyllis. There's, there's quite a few that we have out that are sick for different things. Let's lift them up in prayer. And if you have their phone number, if you can get a hold of them, send them a text. Send them something. It's nice to know that people miss you, that they love you, and that they want to see you. It's important. Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we're so thankful to be able to gather together, God, once again. 
God, I pray that you would touch this service, Lord. Touch every part of it. God, touch the singers, Lord, and the musicians. God, touch the speaking, Heavenly Father, tonight. Let Touch every ear, God, every mind, every heart in this house. God, I pray that you would touch all those, God, that can't be here, Lord. God, I ask that you touch Sister Augustine, Lord, that you touch and heal her body. God, I pray that the peace, God, that only you can give would fill the room, God, where she's sitting right now. God, I pray that for Brother Rick and Sister Phyllis, God, that the God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give them a peace, God, a joy. Heavenly Father, let them know, Lord Jesus, that, that we're praying for them right now, God, that we love them, Lord, and that we miss them. God, they're a part of our family. They're a part of this fellowship. God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to draw us together. God, help us, Heavenly Father, to fulfill, God, what you've called us to do. God, I ask that you touch this offering. God, bless it, multiply it, use it for your glory and for your purpose. God, have your way tonight, Lord. God, help us to remove, Lord God, any part, God, anything that we want to do or anything that we want to see happen, God, and whatever you want to do. Can somebody agree with me tonight? Don't get quiet on God tonight. If, can we agree, God, whatever you want to do? God, it's not about what I want to see. It's not about me getting out of here at 8 o'clock. God, it's not what song I want to hear or what word I want to hear spoken. God, if you decide to encourage me tonight, that's great. If you decide to chastise me tonight, that's fine too. God, whatever you want to have happen in this, in this service, Lord, anything, God, anything, Lord Jesus. God, anything in this house that you want to have done, God, let it happen. Let it be done, Lord God, because we're here to praise and worship you because you're mighty and you're holy and you're worthy in this house tonight, Lord. God, it's not me. It's not what we want to say. It's not what we want to sing. It's not the things, God, that we want to hear, but it's you, Jesus. Have your way in this place. And God will give you all the praise. Oh, God, we'll give you all the glory. Somebody say it with me. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We'll give you all the honor tonight, God. We love you, Jesus, and we praise you, Heavenly Father. And we ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. And my church family said, amen and amen. Bring your tithes and your offerings and praise and worship tonight. Water you turn into wine, open the eyes of the blind, there's no one like you, there's none like you, into the darkness you shine, and out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you, there's none like you. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Water you turn into wine, open the eyes of the blind, there's no one like you, there's none like you. Into the darkness you shine, out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you. Hallelujah. 
there's none like you our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any other our god is healer awesome in power our god our god our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any other our god is healer awesome in power our god our god our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any other our god is healer awesome in power our god our god and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what can stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what can stand against and if our god is for us and if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Yes, Lord. Then what could stand against? Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God our god and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Then what could stand Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our
and I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit, and I will open up inside. You'll provide the fire. You provide the fire. sacrifice you provide the spirit and I will open up inside fill me up God fill me up God fill me up God fill me up Provide the fire. I'll provide. I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit, and I will open up inside. You'll provide the fire. You provide the fire. I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit. I will open up inside. Fill me up, God. Fill me up. Fill me up, God. Fill me up. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up. Yeah. 
Till I 
Amen. Can you lift your hands to heaven right now for me, everybody across this place? Come on, I wonder right now, if you just tell Jesus what you're in need of today. Come on, speak from your heart. Go whatever you need. Clarification, direction. God, fill me up, Lord Jesus. I need a refreshing. I need a renewing. God, I need the Holy Ghost for the first time. Go on, whatever it is, won't you just lift your hands to heaven and just have a little talk with Jesus for just a moment. Be transparent. He knows where you are. He knows who you are. He knows what you need before you even ask for it. Amen. What you need is just an ask away. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Come on, but he came because he knew what you needed, and he came with that today. He's waiting for you to vocalize that. So when you begin to vocalize right now, God, this is what I need, Lord Jesus. God, this is what I need from you tonight, Jesus. God, I love you. I praise you, God. Come on, by faith, God, when I ask you for it, I know you're going to do it. By faith, Lord God, when I begin to speak it, Lord God, you begin to move, Lord Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, speak by faith right now in the name of Jesus. God, I need healing. I need restoration. God, I need a touch from heaven tonight, God. I need understanding tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, keep those hands up in the air right now. Come on, be sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, don't question. God's reaching, God's moving. Hallelujah, Jesus, we love you, Lord. God, give us ears to hear tonight, God. Lord, and most importantly, God, the ability, Lord Jesus, to listen. God, and to be obedient, Lord God, to your voice and to your words, God. Lord, we love you, God. We can feel you in this house today, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He loves you so much tonight. He cares for you so much tonight. Don't doubt that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place tonight. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. You begin to make your way back to your seats tonight. Such an honor to be before you. We had a great time last night at Bring It to the Elders. Had several come out. Was able to pray with many. And uh, I, I just want to say, uh, even if you don't have something to pray for, if you don't have a need, uh, still come out. This is our open prayer night for the church. 
uh, 6 to 6.30. It's not that long. Um, come out here, pray. If you do have a need, the elders are here ready to pray with you. Uh, but we also want everybody to show up. So if you hold a position in this church, if you're used at all in this church, and you have Tuesday nights free, please come out. Uh, it's Our prayer is what's going to make a difference. Uh, prayer, the Bible lets us know that some things can only come through prayer and fasting. And if we want to see those things, uh, we have to do what the Lord tells, tells us to do. And we'll see them happen. And God's moving in many areas and many places, and there's definitely, you can feel a shifting in some people. And uh, you want to be a part of that, I promise you that. You want to be a part of God moving. And uh, you want to make sure you're not on the outside looking in. We never want to be that person. Amen. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. And I'm excited to let you know tonight, uh, we are going to baptize Brother Eli in Jesus' name. Amen. We have another one getting baptized, Brother Jonathan. He's going to get baptized in Jesus' name tonight. So we're excited for that. Seeing our kids get baptized, amen, looking forward to them receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost as well, amen. This coming Sunday, we're going to welcome a couple wonderful families to our church and make it official, so we're looking forward to that. Please come out this Sunday, 1030 to 15. amen. We're going to have a great time in church. Brother uh, Ty is going to be preaching our 1115 service, so excited for him, amen, to have that opportunity to not have a time constraint and, and not stay behind the pulpit and not teach. Uh, but let them loose a little bit. So I'm excited uh, for Brother Ty to hear that. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. The Bible says, Now when they had gone throughout uh, Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to my Asia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by my Asia, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night, there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And he, after he had seen the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. For just a moment of time tonight, I want to teach on this topic, Empowered to Preach Jesus. Empowered to preach Jesus. Can we lift our hands all across this place one more time? Come on, I want to make sure we know what we're empowered to do tonight. We're empowered to preach Jesus. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you tonight. God, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord God, to gather together with one mind and one accord, Lord Jesus, in the spirit of love and unity. God, supporting one another, encouraging one another. God, we had a wonderful time of praise and worship. God, now is an opportunity, Lord God, to hear your word. God, for us to be fed by your word, Jesus. Give us ears to hear tonight, Lord, a heart to receive. God, let us be receptive, Lord God, from your voice, God. Coming from this pulpit tonight, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, if you can use anything, Lord, you'd use this vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. Empowered to preach the word. A little over two years ago in November, a lady at my work uh, that I've become very close with over the last several years had felt compelled to become a foster parent. Uh, her children, she had been praying about it, and uh, she just told me the full story this past week. Actually, on Monday, we sit and talk for a long time, and uh, I've known about this process and her going through these things, uh, but didn't know the whole backstory. And she said that uh, as she was getting ready to turn 40 and uh, realizing she wanted to do something different, 
uh, she wanted to adopt, and she um, began to pray about it. And one day her children came to her and says, Mom, what do you think about us being a foster family? We know some foster kids. We have some of our friends that are adopted. And for her, that was confirmation that, you know, we should go through the process of becoming foster parents and eventually adopt another little baby. So they begin this process of becoming foster parents. And in November of 2020, they were called by the hospital to pick up a beautiful baby girl. Over the next two years, uh, they went through a battle. And if you've ever been a part of the uh, adoption or the foster agency, you know uh, that it's a process. It takes a long time. Uh, What would happen is the mother would do just enough, amen, when she needed to do it to keep the clock turning. So as long as a certain span of time would go uh, and the mother wouldn't have much to do with the child, then the clock would start. And then once they got to a certain amount of months, they could move to adoption. Uh, but this mother uh, was doing just enough, just enough to continue to restart that clock. And this family had known this baby and uh, since the moment it was born, they had taken this baby in and this baby had only known them. And she was going through a rough trial and realizing at any moment, this promise, this gift, this child uh, that her family had grown to love could be taken away from her at any moment. And I watched as a very successful teacher, a very successful mother, a loving person, the weight of all this just began to drown her. And I remember being in her room one day after school, and we were talking and uh, praying for one another. And she was always that person that anytime I was going through something, she'd look at me and says, okay, what is it? Let's pray about it. And I'm thankful to have those type of people uh, in my work setting. And we were having one of those moments, and we were talking. And uh, she told me, she, got, she was at the point where she says, Wes, I don't know if I should pray for this mother to get back on drugs. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to pray right now. All I know is I want to make sure I keep this child. And as we sit there and talk, uh, the, the conversation began to shift. And, and we both knew, we says, you know, we can't pray that somebody gets hooked on drugs. We can't pray that something horrific happens to this mother, but what we can pray is that God intervenes. And we're going to pray that God intervenes so much so that this mother just kind of hands the baby over. And she says, you know what, I'm going to shift my thinking. And from that day forward, it was right before COVID broke out in the school. And then from that day forward, she says, I'm going to look at this a different way. So what she began to do is she began to send out emails, daily emails of words of encouragement to our staff. And she would have Bible scriptures in there, and there would be quotes. Uh, it would have there her just following uh, through her adoption process, and she would have her prayer request. Hey, this is where we're at, and this is what we need God to do. Will you pray with me? And it would follow up with a song, amen, that was being played on the radio, whatever the big song was at that moment uh, that was a Christian song. And some things happened, and uh, we had to, of course, being a public school, we couldn't have a, a school-wide email go out any longer. So we decided to, to opt in to an encouraging email every day, and that's what we went to. And I, at the moment, I didn't realize how big this was, again, until this past Monday when we started talking. But she still, over the past two years, have kept an email thread going up to where there are scriptures and all of a sudden, I began to notice that not only were her prayer requests on there, but several other teachers had started putting prayer requests on this email. 
And we were seeing, hey, I, I need a miracle happen in this part of my family. And I, I need a miracle in my marriage. Or I found out this person in my family has COVID. Or this person just got diagnosed with cancer. And as we begin to go, we all of a sudden begin to see testimonies. And we were finding out that there was one teacher that had put her prayer request up there. And several people had prayed over this prayer request that her sister uh, had found out she had breast cancer. And we had prayed over it for several weeks as a body. And we were given the testimony that uh, there was no more, bra- there was no more breast cancer. So this thing started to spread throughout the school. Public school started to spread throughout the school. And like I told you, it wasn't until this past Monday that I started to realize the magnitude that was taking place. So I come around the corner and she was sitting on a bench this past Monday and we started talking about it. So the beautiful thing about this whole situation was on uh, in December, two days before Christmas, they were able to go before the judge and make the adoption final. So we were so thankful for this and excited. And as an entire school, we celebrated with her because this is a journey we'd all been with her and we had prayed over. And I sit with her outside the hallway on a bench this past Monday and we just began to talk. And we began to talk about the goodness of God. And she says, you know what, Wes? She said, I- I've realized through all of this uh, that, I, that what I went through was horrific and terrible and something I wouldn't wish on anybody. But she says, I'm thankful I went for it. And she goes, the reason I'm thankful I went through it was because God showed me that there's people that are needing a word of encouragement and people that I never thought knew about Jesus or wanted to know about Jesus. People that I always thought maybe didn't even believe in God were all of a sudden starting getting connected and and are asking for prayer requests. And I'm being able to minister to them and witness to them. So I asked her, I said, okay, so I, I don't get to see because we blind email copy everybody in this email. And so I told her, I said, I don't get to see who's all in this email. She says, you'd be so surprised if I went through the names. And she started telling me some of the people. She says, we're over 40 people right now who have opted into this email of where we're, we're sharing the love of God. We're sharing the gospel and we're sharing songs and we're having people talk about scriptures. So we begin to get a little bit more into this. And I said, okay. I said, you know, what, what should we do next? Where's this thing going? And she says, you know what? Just the other day, I almost quit. I almost quit the email until some things started happening and more people began to ask to join in. I know there's a lot going on in this story and I'm kind of all over the place, but what I want you to understand tonight is that in a public school, There were a bunch of teachers and staff that are hungry for a move of God. They're hungry to hear about God. They're hungry for a word of encouragement. They're hungry for somebody to listen to their prayer request. Because what we're made to believe right now is that people don't want church any longer. We're made to believe that people don't want to hear what we have to say any longer. But I've come tonight to let somebody know that people still want to hear about Jesus. People still want hope. People still want to hear the message. People still want to be prayed for. People still want to be encouraged. People still want to be strengthened. And we don't realize that until we're at those moments of difficulties. As I said before, she began to talk to me. She says, you know what? She goes, I went through two horrific years 
that were horrible, but she, she said, I don't believe we would be at this place right now with this email train and this many people to pray for and this many opportunities to share the love of God if I wouldn't have went through what I went through. She said, God's positioned me through this to be able to witness to people. Each and every one of us have been put on a missionary journey to reach the lost of those around us. Don't you dare let the enemy tell you for one moment that your missionary journey is over. But every person in this place tonight is empowered to preach the gospel of Jesus. Every person in this place has the authority to minister and to give Bible studies and to tell people about the goodness of of Jesus. And we cannot stop that. I understand it's difficult seasons, difficult times. I understand you're going through your own trial and tribulation, but you need a mind shift right now. It says, God, in this moment, it's not going to be about me. I'm going to trust you, Lord, that you're going to take care of my situation. My focus is now on those around me. What can I do to encourage the person beside me? What can I do to encourage, amen, those that are around me at my work and in my family? Because whether you realize it or not, they are hungry and waiting for a word from God. The call to missions begin in Genesis and continues throughout the Old Testament. God promised Abraham that through him all the nations of the earth, earth would be blessed. The children of Israel received divine laws that separated them from other nations around them. The Israelites were called to be a nation of missionaries, licensed to the pagan cultures, to show others how to worship and to serve Jehovah. Through this nation, through this body, we're going to create something that's going to allow all of generations to serve the one true God. We are still called to preach the gospel today. We are a part of that lineage. It did not stop at the end of the Old Testament. It did not stop at the book of Acts church. It did not stop in Revelations. But it still continues today. We are still a part of that lineage that's supposed to be missionaries reaching the lost all around us. As we look at the Gospels and we look at the Scripture and we see uh, the life and death of Jesus, Amen. We see where his humble birth of this Christ, child, this Christ child takes place. His ministry, his death, burial, and resurrection. We see fulfillment of Scripture over and over again. In Luke chapter 24, just before Jesus ascends into heaven, Jesus commanded his disciples and those around him to travel to Jerusalem. And it would be there that a power and an anointing would fall upon them in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. There's going to be a power. There's going to be an authority that lands on top of you. And when that power and authority lands on top of you, I want you to go and I want you to preach the gospel to every creature. I want you to be witnesses of the Lord in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. I'm going to give you the power and the authority to do this. So they went and had a prayer meeting. Prayer is important. Prayer gives you power. Prayer gives you direction. Prayer allows you to be sensitive. 
So when you are at work, when you are around your family, you feel that little nudge from God. I hear people all the time refer to a God wink. Whatever you want to call it. It's that little push from God. It's that little nudge. That little thing that happens. You're like, oh God, this is my opportunity. We see on the day of Pentecost, there was 120 in the upper room. They received the promise that was mentioned in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and in Luke chapter 24. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And it didn't just always keep it to themselves, but the Bible says it caught the attention of the Jews that were there. Acts chapter 2 verse 5 it says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Everybody was affected by it. Everybody saw it. What is taking place? What is happening? Peter gets an opportunity out of a fresh hot ministry to begin to minister and, and, and to pray for them and to preach to them. He was empowered to preach from what he received in the prayer room. Nobody said, here, take the microphone. Nobody said, you're scheduled for this coming Sunday. But Peter said, there's an opportunity. I have an audience, and I have an anointing inside of me that I just can't keep to myself. We've got to get that fire stirring inside of us to where we get to the point that says, God, I can't keep this to myself. I can't keep this message to myself. I have an audience, and I'm ready to minister. God, give me an opportunity to talk about your goodness. Give me an opportunity to talk about how great you are. Give me an opportunity to tell somebody about the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. People are looking for it. People are hungry. People are searching for something. As he began to preach, amen, you know he preached Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and we get excited about it. But he concluded his message in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, where he says what's happening today and what's happening in this moment is for you and for your children and to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. God is still calling in 2022. God's promises are still here today, just like they were in the day of Acts and on the day of Pentecost. God is still wanting a church. God is still wanting to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. God is still wanting to see people baptized in Jesus' name. God is still wanting to do the miraculous. God is still wanting His glory to flow throughout every tongue, nation, and people. Peter didn't fully understand the implications at this moment. He didn't realize the revival and the fire that he just ignited. You realize, Peter, what you just did? Because if you continue to read in Acts chapter 2, the Bible lets us know, amen, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and they added 3,000 souls just that day, and it kept multiplying from day to day. I'm here to let you know, when you begin to preach the Word of God, it starts multiplying. It becomes contagious. You may not think, amen, people want to hear it, but the person next to you wants to hear it. 
and the person next to them want to hear it. You just need to get up and start preaching. Start ministering. Start talking about Jesus and see what happens. Come on, we're worried because we're so politically correct. Come on. The whole reason that email had to go to an opt-in is because I was told, hey, there's a lot of people in this email, and everybody knows what you stand for. I said, I'm going to allow the email to go until someone tells me to stop it. So I was told to stop it. So I told that teacher, I said, we were told to stop it, but we're not going to stop it. People need this. People need to be encouraged. We're going to find a way around it. Little did I know how many people wanted to hear about it. You'll be surprised when you start talking about Jesus how many people in your office want to hear about it. Come on, since we started live streaming services, I've had people that I thought didn't believe in God message me and say, man, I heard you preach and I'm thankful for your ministry. So I'm talking about people in a public school system. Quit telling me the public school doesn't want God. Quit telling me it's a horrible place. The public school is not a horrible place. Public school is not the devil. But it's my opportunity to have a harvest field. And it's Brother Ty's opportunity to have a harvest field. Come on, it's our opportunity around us young people to have a harvest field of people who want to hear about Jesus. And you're empowered to preach the gospel. And I'm going to take a break just for a second and tell you to pray for my wife. Because tomorrow, they're having Bible club in her classroom tomorrow after school. In a public school. In a high school. For a half hour, they're going to teach about Jesus. In the middle of a building. In a public school. Don't you tell me God's not in public school. Don't you tell me God's not in these places. Well, you've been praying for it. God's given us opportunities. We've got to take the opportunities. God's opening doors, and we don't want them to open because it puts us out, amen, where we're uncomfortable. But God's opening doors. Don't blame God for not an opportunity. God's given us opportunities. We just have to step up and take them. I just felt a little something take over. We may be in trouble. Come on, there's doors right now that are opening up. You just got to have the faith and the boldness to walk through it. God's not going to be shut down in the last days. God's not going to be quieted in the last days. This thing isn't going to keep him from still having his word spread out. The word of God is ever settled in heaven. Come on, this thing. Amen. It was wrote several thousands of years ago, but those promises are still out there. That word is still going out there, accomplishing what it needs to accomplish. Come on, there's no government going to shut this down. There's no law or rules going to shut this down. The only thing that shuts this down is the church that stops moving it. Come on, do you realize what you possess in your hand? Do you realize the power and the authority that's inside of this thing? Peter said, I got something powerful in me. Paul said, I have something powerful in me. Paul began to realize, amen, that there was something different taking place. Hmm. Paul had an opportunity 
If we look at our opening scripture, he had an opportunity, amen, to go to a different place. The Bible says us know that his plan was to go from Asia to Bithynia. Bithynia was a wonderful place. If you look at it, it was a mountainous place with a lot of water, a lot of rich soil. It had a lot of harbors for ships, had a lot of places. Goods were flowing in and out of it. It was a great place to be. It was wealthy. There was a lot of food, a lot of comfort. But as he began to make himself that way, amen, all of a sudden something began to stir in his spirit. I want to go to the good place. But his spirit was stirred, and he had a vision of somebody crying out in Macedonia that says, I need you to come and preach the word of God. Macedonia is totally different from Bithynia. Macedonia is riddled from war, and it doesn't look very great, and there's a lot of issues there. And Paul knew it, but he was on a mission not to go to the best place, but to go to the place that needed the word the most. You may think right now that you have everything figured out, but if we're not sensitive to God, we're going to miss the place where the revival needs to take place. Can I tell you, you don't have God figured out. You don't have the things of God in place like you think you do. And can I tell you, God may take you from where you think you're supposed to be into a totally different place for His glory. Come on, don't get your mind so focused on this is what it's supposed to look like. God's going to get you from point A to point B, but it may not be down the path you think it needs to be. It reminds me of Jesus when he tells his disciples, we need to go from Judea to Galilee. But something in my spirit quickened that I must go through Samaria. This isn't a safe way to go. This isn't the way we normally go, Jesus. No, but I've got to go through Samaria. Why? Because there's going to be a woman at the well. Oh, come on. We've been talking about being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Being sensitive to the voice of God, we got to be sensitive. God, we're still going to the same place. We're still going to get to Galilee, but there's somebody on our journey that needs to hear about Jesus. Come on, don't you get yourself so fixed on one thing that you miss what's happening along the path. Don't forget what God is doing along the path. Because what you have to realize is although you're not in the great place. God didn't just tell you to preach the gospel to the rich and to the wealthy because they can pay tithes or because they have it all together. But my Bible tells me, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and you preach the gospel to every creature you see, not just in Judea and Galilee, but the people that you come across. There are people right now that you're looking over because they don't fit the stereotype that you're looking for. But can I tell you, they're the most hungry. They're the most thirsty. They're the ones that are wanting it most. 
And if we'll just get off our own agendas and start looking, we're going to find ourselves beside a woman at the well that's broken and needs God. Without a doubt, God's will is for everybody, every person, to hear the gospel. His will isn't that any should perish. But he came, amen, to save and to set free that which were lost. He said, I don't care who I'm dying for. I'm dying for everybody. The lowest of lows and the highest of highs. It doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. God wants you. you got to be convinced of this. I can't convince you of this. But the only way, amen, that you go from a place that's fruitful to Macedonia is if you are totally sold out. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 through 38. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. He says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. The issue isn't the harvest. The issue is to those that are empowered to preach the gospel. And you know what I love about this? Is if you flip your page over to the next chapter, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 through 8, his disciples were there when he looked and he says, Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, we need laborers. So he looked at those guys around him. Saying, Boys, what do you think you're here for? These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not to the way of the Gentiles. And into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. He told his disciples to do this. That he hadn't been with very long. He told his disciples that just heard that there's a great harvest and there needs to be laborers. He says, boys, I can't do this by myself. But I want you to go. Come on, I'm here standing before you today saying, hey, I need you to go. Because this ministry team can't do it on our own. But I need you to go. I need you to go into people. I need you to go to the lost sheep, and I need you to preach about heaven. I need you to let people know that there is hope for them. I need you to let people know that they're not too far gone, that there's still breath in their body, and that Jesus loves them. When I need you to let somebody know tomorrow at work that God still loves them. Because people are convinced right now in this world that God doesn't love them anymore. 
And if we're not going to tell them, the enemy's going to tell them something different. But he told him, he says, heal the sick. You guys, heal the sick. Not the elders. Not me. You guys, go heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Notice this last statement. Freely ye have received. Freely give. Thus our issue. Why would we keep something so valuable to ourselves? I'm talking about people here that you have no business being saved, but God saved you. We're, I'm talking about people here, amen, that we turn up our noses to some people, but we were such as some as them. We've got to be willing to go to the place of Macedonia. Because what we're going to find out is there's a Lydia that is standing there in Macedonia that doesn't really have an understanding, but is searching for a move of God. Because the first person he gets to and talks to in Macedonia is Lydia at a woman's prayer group. And as he begins to preach unto her, the Bible says that they were baptized. And not only her, but all of her family. Think about it. If they would have done their own thing, they would have been in some other place eating off the best things. But they were sensitive. And Lydia's family is touched. But I want you to know something. Because I don't want to set you up for failure. Even though they listened to the voice of God, even though they were led by the voice of God, the next person they come against after Lydia and her family are baptized, was the damsel that is possessed with the Spirit followed them. We assume that if we get attacked by the enemy, that we're in the wrong place. But I think we need to look at it in a different way. That when we're doing the will of God and we get attacked by the enemy, we're in the right place. That's confirmation that, God, I'm on the right, right trail. I'm in the right place at the right time. Because why would the enemy allow you to come in and have your way with his people? Come on, right now you're being attacked and you're going through a living hell. Don't you get yourself out of that place. Get yourself through that place. Because in the middle of all that, there's people that still need to hear about Jesus. Don't you dare let the enemy intimidate you and get you to walk away. Because there's still a word of God that needs preached in that city. That lady landed Paul and Silas in prison. And we know the story. They were bound, both hands and feet. But at the midnight hour, Acts chapter 16, verse 26 and 32, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, and he would have killed himself, supposing 
that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm thyselves, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Do you remember the vision that Paul had? That there is a man in Macedonia that says, I need you to come save me. Could it be the man in his vision was this guard? I don't know. But all I know is they went to some place. And the worst thing possible happened to them. But it put them in the place they needed to be to preach the gospel. We'll stand all across this place tonight. Every single person here is empowered to preach the gospel of Jesus. This man, thinking he had lost all his prisoners, was getting ready to kill himself. But he understood something took place. Right before the earthquake took place, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. And that guard heard it. They didn't know anybody was listening. They didn't know anybody was around. But during their most difficult time, they sang praises and they prayed. Little did they know that there was that guard on the other side that was listening. That was put there to make sure they didn't get out. Oh, if that woman wouldn't have caused them issues, they would have never been able to preach and to pray and to sing for them to be able to hear. Everywhere you're at, you have a reason to preach and to pray and to sing. Close your eyes all across this place. And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, not only you, but your house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And they were able to go and baptize. Everybody was around. Why? Because two guys were empowered to preach the gospel of Jesus. Come on, I need you to close your eyes and bow your heads and get yourself focused on Jesus right now. Come on, you're empowered to preach the gospel. Quit keeping quiet. Quit thinking your opportunity hasn't come yet. Quit thinking you need a Sunday school classroom or a pulpit or a microphone. You don't need those things. But all you need is an ear that's ready to hear. And what you need to realize today is every one of us have an opportunity to preach the gospel. People you're sitting next to in your office, they want to hear this. I know we're going through all kinds of things right now with COVID and all these issues that we're going through. Politically, everything's a mess. 
Right now, we're living in the best time of the church because people are looking for answers. People are looking for clarity. People are looking for direction. And if we'll speak up, we can have ourselves a revival of souls. But if we keep our voices quiet, and if we don't start teaching and preaching and testifying, somebody else is going to. The enemy's going to rise up and be the voice. But the church needs to rise up and to minister and to let people know that God still loves you. The Lord spoke before I started ministering. Listen, I've called. I'm answering. I'm knocking. There's some people here tonight God's dealing with you. And you're questioning whether it's you or not. And I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt from this man of God that God is knocking on your door. And God is calling for you. And God wants you. Come on, I need some prayer words just for a few minutes. We're not going to prolong this. But I want to give God the opportunity he needs to work. Come on, be sensitive to the voice of God. If he's nudging on you right now, why don't you answer? God doesn't want anybody to perish. There were some people during the songs today, during our praise and worship team, they were being affected. God was stirring their souls and their hearts. And you try to push that to a side. No, that was God calling you. That was God reaching for you. Come on, we need to begin to reach. God, we need you. God, we need direction. God, let me be sensitive to your voice. Give me boldness in the Holy Ghost to minister. The lady I talked about before, she says, I wasn't ready to adopt that baby yet because God wasn't finished using the situation. Oh. Come on, that pricked my heart. Because so many times I'm asking God, take me from the situation. Take me out of this issue. Take me out of this struggle. And she reminded me, no, there's some people in that struggle that need to have the Word of God preached to them. And you're where you are right now because there's some people. There's a Lydia. There's a guard that need to hear about Jesus. Well, we're going to pray together. When I told you what I wanted to do is end each service as a collective prayer. So if you'll begin to make your way up. I don't feel led to push this any further tonight. We got a couple we're going to baptize in Jesus' name. But if everybody, we're going to collectively pray. Everybody start making your way up. We're going to end with collective prayer. We're going to ask the Lord, God, let us be sensitive. We don't need to nail down or anything. Just everybody come forward. Get close together. If somebody's close to you, grab them by the hand. When I've been ministering, been talking to people, hey, you're not by yourself, you're not alone. 
I don't want anybody here to ever feel like you're alone. But we're here together, supporting one another. Come on, what I want you to ask for, God, let me be sensitive. If there's somebody that needs to hear your word, God, let me be willing to say it. Come on, pray for boldness over yourself. As we begin to pray, our dismissal prayer, pray for boldness. God, lead me to somebody. Give me the words I need to speak, God. Lord, I love you and I praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to gather together tonight, God. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here tonight, Jesus. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, you begin to touch every soul that's in this house right now. God, each and every one of us, God, have our own harvest field, God. Each and every one of us, God, have a mission, God, to begin to reach the lost, God. People, Lord God, that you've put in our way, God, that we would minister to, that we would encourage, that we would strengthen. God, I pray, Lord, you'd help us to be sensitive, God, to your voice, sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost, sensitive, God, to those around us, God. God, whether it be in my job, whether it be in my family, God, whether it be, Lord God, at the grocery store, Lord Jesus, or just walking down the road, God, wherever it may be, God, let me be sensitive to share your word. God, help me, Lord God, to preach the gospel, to minister, Lord Jesus, to encourage those around me. Lord, because we know you're soon to come, God, and we want to bring everybody we can with us, Lord Jesus. God, help us, Lord God, to tell people, Lord, about baptism in Jesus' name, about the infilling of the Holy Ghost, God. Lord, about baptism, Lord God, that washes away all of our sins. God, and we're made a new creature. God, let me be able to share that with somebody. Let me be able to minister, Lord God, that to somebody, Lord Jesus. God, I'm thankful, Lord, for these two young men that want to be baptized tonight in Jesus' name. God, I pray, Lord, this would set a revival in their families and in their homes, God. God, touch these two young men, God, Lord, that they go up, Lord God, ministering the gospel. God, you would use them at a young age, God, to reach out to their families and their friends and their teachers. Give them words to speak and prayers to pray, God. Lord, we love you and we praise you. God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. We love you, Jesus. They're going to play a little bit. Brother Eli, Brother Jonathan, you want to start heading back, get back there. Make sure you let somebody know you love them. Make sure you go encourage somebody. If there's somebody in this church you've not talked to in a while, go talk to them. Go encourage them. Go let them know you love them, you're praying for them, you're thinking about them. Speak to me, Lord, I'm ready to receive. I'll go where you send me. I'll give to the elders. If you can come up, we need a couple elders up here, please. things that break your heart can you hear the sound is the heartbeat of god can you hear his voice saying go pray give show that he's the only way to be saved 
It's the heartbeat of God. Speak to me, Lord, I'm ready to believe. I'll go where you send me. I'll give to the needy. Sorry. <laughs> Speak to me, Lord, I'm ready to believe. Use these hands to bring hope to every man. Can you hear the sound? It's the heartbeat of God. Can you hear his voice saying, come, pray, give, show them he's the only way to be saved. Jesus is his name. Let the nations be free. It's the heartbeat of God. In every nation, let it be known that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. In every nation, let it be known that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. In every nation, let it be known that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. In every nation, let it be known that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. In every nation, let it be known that Jesus Christ is the Lord. 